Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I am so excited for you to be here today because we are doing something that we have not done on the podcast before. We are actually releasing one of the coaching calls that we do inside of the Prep 2.0 private community. And because you're a listener on the podcast, we are giving you a sneak peek right here because in just a few short weeks, we are going to be opening the doors again to the Prep 2.0. So you know the Prep 2.0, or maybe you don't know, But this is my comprehensive program that teaches you everything that you need to do to launch and grow your freelancing business. So we only open this a few times a year and it is opening up in a couple weeks. So I wanted to give you a little sneak peek behind the scenes look, feel like you're a fly on the wall into one of the coaching calls inside of the community. So not only do you get the comprehensive curriculum that comes with over 25 lessons, trainings, tutorials, everything you need to start your business to get it off the ground, but you also get access inside of our private student-only community where we meet multiple times throughout the month for group coaching calls, for live Q&As, for you to get your questions answered. So as you're building your business, you do not feel like you're going through it alone and you get my expertise to help you along the way. So we thought, what better way to give you that sneak peek and to kind of give you a little bit of taste as to what it could feel like if you were one of the members inside of the community than to release a coaching call where you get to hear questions from students inside the community, you get to hear my feedback and my advice and my answers that I'm giving to them to help them along the way. So not only are these this call going to actually help you if you have similar questions, but like I said, it's going to give you a little bit of taste as to what it could be like if you decide to jump inside the prep 2.0 when we open the doors in just a few short weeks. So definitely keep an eye on our socials, keep an eye on your email so that you are on the inside scoop as to when the doors are opening so you can jump inside if it's something you've been dying to do. But enjoy this coaching call, enjoy being a fly on the wall, and if you love this episode, I can't wait to hear what you think. So without further ado, Let's go ahead, let's dive on in. Let's go listen to a coaching call inside the Prep 2.0. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I wanna share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, everybody. Um, We're having some other people join right now. We are streaming into the Facebook group. Um, So I'll just go ahead and refresh that. And what we usually do for those of you who are new, I see a lot of new faces on here, which is great, 
is we will go through any of the pre-submitted call or pre-submitted questions first. Um, so we put up a thread in the Facebook group before a coaching call. And this is really great if you know that there's a coaching call that you're not going to be able to come to, um, or you're not sure and you want to make sure that I answer your question live on the call. So even if you can't make it to every group coaching call, try to submit your questions in advance um, on that thread, on that designated thread. Um, and you will see that Chelsea will post that. Usually the it usually goes out the day before. Um, and we have some questions on there. So I will go through those first. And then what we'll do is we will um, go through any questions that we have on the call. I will just try to go in the order that I see you. Now, you don't have to have a question every single time that you come on. Some people just like to come on and just listen because... They just, the question that somebody else asked might benefit you. So feel free if I call on your name and you're, if you don't have a question, you can just let me know, like I'm just listening tonight. Um, and then we can just move on to the next person. Um, okay. So the first question on the thread was from Haley. I hope I'm saying, I hope it's Haley. Haley, is it, is it Haley or Haley? Um, it's Hallie, like Halle oh. Berry. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Hallie. I won't forget it. That's okay. okay. So, um, and then feel free if I don't, um, because you're on the call too, you and I might go back and forth a little bit just so I can make sure I'm answering your question correctly, um, which is another really great reason for people to jump on the group coaching calls if you can, because even if you pre-submit a question, sometimes I don't have all of the context behind it. So I might want to like say like, oh, is this what you meant? Just to make sure that I'm answering your question correctly. But I, um, I'll start with your question. And it was, when it comes to sole proprietor versus LLC, I'm moving this summer and my state re residency is going to change. I'm assuming I will have to re-register my business with the new state I moved to. Are there any restrictions or things I should be aware of? Any information moving state to state is appreciated. So I think probably the easiest and I am not like, this is not my area of expertise, but I think probably the easiest thing for you to do um, is to go with sole proprietor just because you're moving so quick. It will be really easy to, to do that. And, and you could even do sole proprietor now. And then when you move to your new state, then do your LLC. Um, because there's, I think with LLC, it might be a little bit harder. You might have to like, if you go LLC now, you might have to like dissolve this LLC in this state and then establish a new LLC in your current state. And also it depends on from what state you're moving to. But I think if you go sole proprietor now, register your business with your county, um, whatever is required for your current state for you to, to do sole proprietor. And then when you move, if you, if you want to just do sole proprietor, you can do that. Or when you move, once you have clients under your belt, if you want to establish your LLC in your new state, that would probably be my recommendation. How does, how does that feel for you? That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I just wanted to reach out and see what you had to say. And if there was anybody else who had like transferred their business, um, state to state, like how else that would work, um, come taxes, um, and all the other things that come with moving. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you should have a problem with taxes. I think, I think a good range to be at as far as taxes, like every state's going to be different. Some states might be like, I'm in New York. So for me, it's a little bit, cause we are like, we are tax 
a lot. It's more closer to that like 30% range of your monthly income where other states, it might be a little bit less. So I, I would say as long as you're setting aside anywhere from 25 to 30% of your taxes, it, it shouldn't matter. Just keep really great track of it. But it wouldn't, I don't think it will matter that the fact that you did business in one state and, you know, had your had collected money there and then moved to a different state and did that as long as you're keeping track of that, as long as you're setting um, that aside. But I would just keep really great track, like really great record keeping of everything. Um, that way, when you do go, because you won't technically file taxes for, you know, this year until next year. So that way, when you go to file next um next year for 2023, you just have really good record of everything that you did, the clients you worked with. But I don't think as far as taxes, it will really make that much of a difference between the states. I mean, you might like, you might be going from one state where they might tax you a little bit more and then to another state where it's a little bit less. So that's why I give that range of like 25 to 30%, because that's, that's pretty standard across the board. So that's, that would be my recommendation. Okay. Okay. That answers my question. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And I can always, um, if I, I'll go through the rest of these questions. And then if there's any other questions that you have, we, we can come back to you too. Uh, the next question was from Megan. Megan said, for someone who is still working a full-time job and starting their VA business, do you recommend packages or hourly pricing? I have probably an hour a day to dedicate to my business once I get things running, but I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. Um, that's a really great question, Megan. Honestly, there's no right or wrong way to do this. My preference, honestly, and where I would like to see everybody eventually move to is package pricing. Hourly pricing is a great way to start because a lot of times people will think, well, I don't know how long this is going to take me. So I don't want to charge a flat rate for a package and then totally underestimate the amount of time that it will take me. And basically like you'll like when it all computes, like the hourly rate for the work that you're doing is like way lower than what you would charge hourly. So that's why a lot of people start out hourly, but I know a lot of people who will just jump straight to packages because they um, don't want the amount of money that they can make to be tied strictly to how much they can work. So it, like I said, there's no right or wrong. Um, if you have an idea for a package that you want to start off with, I, I honestly, as a business owner who hires freelancers who like bring people on, I would much rather know this is what it's going to cost me every single month for you to do the amount of tasks that I need you to do, as opposed to, you know, like one month, it might be more because it takes more hours. Like, I just would like you to say, here's what you're getting. And here's what it's going to cost you every single month. To me, that feels way better because I know in my mind exactly what's getting done and how much it's going to cost every month. So I can budget for that. Um, and for all of you, as you get working with clients, you're naturally going to become faster at what you do. So something that maybe takes you two hours in the beginning because you're learning, um, you're figuring out your workflow, you're just, you know, get, you're getting into your groove, you know, in a month from now might not take you two hours, but you're still doing the same amount of work, but you now you bring more value. Now you're more efficient. Now you're able to um, get things done in a more streamlined process. So I don't want you to feel like I'm still doing this amount, same amount of work, but now I'm getting paid less because it technically takes me less time. Um, so that's where packages come into play. So Megan, I think if you want, if you want to start out with packages, that's totally fine. What I would recommend for you just to kind of get a ballpark so that you can know 
um, because you don't, we might not know how long things take you is just to do a little bit of market research to see, okay. Um, and I don't know what services you're going to offer Megan, but like it, say, for example, you want to do Pinterest management. I would, I would look around and see like, what are other Pinterest man managers charging for their services for their package? Cause most Pinterest managers will charge by the package as opposed to hourly so that you can get a feel. Because again, if you don't know how long something takes you, I don't want you to underestimate the amount of work and then realize like, oh my gosh, this is actually taking me way longer than I thought. And now my hourly rate is like slowly um, getting smaller and smaller. Does that make sense, Megan? Yes, it does. Okay. That makes perfect sense. No problem. Okay. Um, and then the last question that we have pre-submitted, and again, remember anybody can pre-submit questions. It's not a requirement, but I do recommend that if you don't think that you can make it to a call and jump on and you and I can chat live, that you do pre-submit questions because then that way, you know, at least that question is going to get answered. Of course, you don't have to wait until a group coaching call to ask questions. That's why we have the Facebook group. So feel free to ask your questions whenever they arise. Um, I know some people will think, well, my question is small or my question seems silly. It's not small. It's not silly. Chances are somebody else is thinking this too. I just see in the chat um, where um, we have, I'm, I'm in the same situation. So thanks for asking this question, right? So even if you think your question is silly or small, somebody else is either thinking that or down the road when somebody else joins this community, they might have that same question and they can search in the community and see, oh, thanks Megan for asking this and get and get that answer as well. Okay, so the last question we have is Rachel saying, I'm thinking of combining podcast management with social media management because they both seem to go hand in hand. I'm having a hard time coming up with packages that combine both services because they don't wanna overwhelm potential clients. Um, I agree that it could potentially overwhelm clients. I think, you have to think, Rachel, what is the package that I, the service that I want to sell most? And my assumption just from us talking in on past calls is that it's probably podcast management. So what I would have is you have your podcast management packages, and then you have something like add-ons, right? So you can think about what are these add-ons that that most um, podcast managers or podcasters would want to have. Um, you know, they might want to have story graphics. They might want to have... Um, audiograms, they might want to have reels. So you can kind of have that at the bottom of, and you don't even necessarily have to put the prices if you don't want to, but you can just have a thing like down at the bottom of like add-ons and then you can list those things. And that way, if a client feels like that's something they want, they can say like, oh, can we add that into the podcast, into the podcast package that I want? So say you have like three different packages, they want to go with the middle package. And then they're like, oh, I want to add on these things that they can see that that's something that you offer, but I wouldn't go and create these others like social media packages if that's not something that you would like want to offer as a service alone. Now, you that could be something that you want to do, but I'm assuming, Rachel, that you want to do that in conjunction with a podcast client. Um, Kind of both. I feel okay. like I see a lot of job opportunities for podcast management as opposed to, I'm sorry, social media management as opposed to podcast management. And a lot of people that would need social media management might be thinking of starting a podcast, but don't realize the, how hand in hand the two go. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. So I kind of have like two portfolios that I send out depending on like the lead, you know, or the right. person that's, you know, that I'm looking to to land a discovery call with. Yeah. And I think that's, that's fine. That's totally an, another route that you can take. And, and based on the, either 
like the conversations that you're having with a potential client can help you decide like which one to send what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think too, just kind of as you are, you know, talking about your services and marketing that, that that's a conversation that that, that's like a topic that you are bringing up, how they go hand in hand, how -hmm. it's important. Like having a podcast is really great. And there's a lot of great SEO stuff with it, but how your podcast can continue to nurture people and position you as the expert when you also push that out to your other platforms. So I think that's, you almost have to kind of show people that that's what they need because they don't, they don't always realize like that's, that's what I need. So that should be something that you are talking about, right? Because then they're going to be like, okay, yeah, that's right. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to book her for, you know, launching my podcast or managing my podcast. And I want to make sure that I have this stuff going out on social too. Um, So yeah, I I think if you want to do the social media stuff alone, I think that's totally fine to have that. And I think probably separating the two it at this point is the best Mm -hmm. and always saying too, like, say somebody like, you send out the podcast management portfolio, having that be a conversation that you have. Like I also, you know, a lot of my clients, uh, realize that like they need the social media piece of it too. And they want to just outsource that. So I just want to let you know, like that is totally something that I can handle too. If you want more information on that, I'm ha- like, instead of word vomiting on everybody, like letting them know that that's an option that's available. And like, they're just saying like, would you like more information on this and let them say like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, like they might be like, yeah, I would love to see, you know, both, or they might be like, well, I'm just going to stick with the podcast for now or, or whatever the case may be. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So those are all of our pre-submitted questions. All right. I am just going to go in the order that I see people on the screen. Um, feel free to unmute, uh, to come on video. If you want to, you don't have to, that's not a requirement, but I do love, um, being able to put a face to the name too. And, um, then, um, we'll just go through the list. If you don't have a question, just feel free to say like, I'm just listening tonight. That's fine too. So, um, first up on my screen is Melissa. Melissa, do you have a question? Want to come off mute? I don't at the moment. I'm just here to listen. Okay. Perfect. I'm here by the way. <laughs> Super new, brand new. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I know I appreciate yes. you, um, you hopping on and being a part of this. And honestly, too, yes. like I, I, I love answering questions. That's why we have our group coaching calls. But I think even just showing up, even if you don't have a question, that is something that's really going to help you because you're in this room with people who are all on a similar path as you. So it, it motivates you. It keeps you, um, it holds you accountable. So I think you're doing a really great thing by showing up. So thank you, Melissa. Yes, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I, this is another name that I want to make sure that I'm saying, right. Is it Brie? I'm going to take a guess and say it's Brianna, but it could be, be Brianna. <laughs> Hi, um, Hi. it's Brianna. Brianna, <laughs> but it's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just listening tonight. Super new. So just listening in and, and getting all the information I can at this point. Okay, perfect. And you got a little one in tow too. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Home from work. So that means it's dinner time. Uh, it's five 30 here. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're a couple hours behind us. Yes. So yep. Just listening. Okay. But thanks for checking in. Yeah, absolutely. And also know too that kids, kids are welcome. Um, how our calls will run is basically like you can stay on mute. You can just listen in. So if you've got kids in the background, that's totally fine. And when it's your turn 
to, to ask a question. If your kids are crying or screaming in the background, it's totally, it's not a big deal at all. So don't feel like, oh, I can't ask a question because I got my, got my kids here. Trust me. I've been there. I've only ever built my business with my kids by my side this coming fall both of them will be in school full-time. And honestly, I don't, I'm kind of like nervous for it because I don't know. I've only ever known how to do this with like little kids next to me and um, tugging on me. So anyways, okay. Uh, Jenna, I see that you are next in my screen. Do you have any questions tonight? Hello. Um, also super new. I, I do have one question and I'm oh. not sure if you can um, answer it. Taxes are not my forte and I'm trying to make sure I do everything right. Um, and I don't know if it's, I'm sure it is different state to state, but do you always need like a, a state tax um, ID number? That's what I was trying to figure out if that was different than the employee, the, the EIN number. Yeah. Where are you located? Minnesota. Okay. Um, so what I, do you have a person that usually does your taxes every year? Uh, used to, but not anymore. So I've just used, been, been using TurboTax for the last um, so are you, what are you, are you doing sole proprietor or LLC? I was going to start with sole proprietor and go from there. Okay. So, um, I would get a hold of your County clerk's office and like, cause you have, you'll have to go through that process if you're doing sole proprietor. Right. So then I would just ask them, like, do I need a, t a state tax ID? I didn't need one. My EIN number was fine, um, for when I was doing it. So I would, I would check with them on that. Um, I, I don't want yeah, to I, I actually did email um I think it's like the small business bureau or something mm -hmm. with my list of questions again trying to do everything right um and the, the response they gave just confused me more than helped me because they started talking about 1099s and payer versus payee and um yeah just not my forte so I, do you I'll, have that do, do you have that response yeah do you want me to throw it in the chat yeah that's fine it might be easier because maybe I can clarify even just clarify some of that for you read um, it. I think some of the I I mean I know it's not I don't love getting on the phone with people but sometimes that's like the best way to get the answer from people yeah. that you need so um basically what this is saying so you you are a 1099 independent contractor as a freelancer so okay. you're responsible for your own taxes it your right. clients could have to issue you a 1099 that you would use. I I would not stress about that because as long as you are reporting your income, you are covering your bases. So you might okay. have a client. And honestly, I'm actually, um, I'm in the process of doing this right now because I, so I have people that I have hired to help me in my business that in, the, in 2022, I paid them more than $600. So that's what they're talking about here. Okay. But I'm I'm checking on this because on it I I believe and this might confuse you even more so I don't want to confuse you but if you <laughs> okay. use things if you use things like PayPal or Stripe or another third party um, payment processor which a lot of like if you go with HoneyBook or Dubsado a lot of them connect to those things that those third party they already issue the 1099 like on the client's behalf so that's what you would use. Because I've always just assumed like I have to issue 1099s to anybody I pay $600 in a year. Um, mm -hmm. But I've actually been getting some different information. So all that to say is 
you just have to, you have to make sure that you are claiming your income on your tax return. If somebody okay. it, it hires you as a contractor, then again, that's their responsibility to report that they paid that to you. So as long as like as long as long as you are reporting your income and you are you have record of that, then you should be good. Um, okay. What was the like? What was the question that was asked that they they gave this response? Um, cause I was going through and reading cause they literally had a page that said, this is what you need to do for a sole proprietorship. Right. And, uh, so I just asked the simple question, where did it go now? I just asked would I need a Minnesota tax ID number if I make more than $600 in a year. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. My recommendation, just because I, it's hard, it's hard for me to know every state, like what's required for every single right. state, but I would recommend if you're going to do sole proprietor. Just try to try to get somebody on the phone at your county clerk's office and just say, okay. like, at least for like, I'm registering my business. What do I need to what do I need to fill out to get it registered within whatever county you're in? And then mm -hmm. say, I, I'm going to get an EIN number. Do I need to also have a tax ID number in addition to that? Okay. But this this information really is, I think, for payer, not the payee if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. And then if you, if like, after you talk with them, if you, if more questions come up or like, even just to kind of give us an update of where you're at, just post mm -hmm. it in the Facebook group too, so that we can continue to, to support you too. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Megan, I see that you have another question. I'm going to go to Danielle next. Cause I see that she has a couple questions and then I'll come back to you. So hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. Thanks. Sorry. I was doing my laundry. <laughs> You're um, fine. <laughs> I, um, so I guess my first question would be before I even get into my second question is like, I went through the first module and when I called the county clerk's office, they recommended that I go to the state website. And when I started to fill out stuff for the state website, it was like, so plan, plan your business, like write your business plan, decide if you want to be a reseller, like all the stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, what <laughs> do I have to like answer all these questions? Do I have what, to what state are you in? In New Jersey. Okay. So they, are you doing you know, sole proprietor? Yeah. Just for now, because I kind of like, I'm going to follow the steps that you did. Although I probably will switch to an LLC soon because I, I have a very close friend who is a business lawyer. So I figured he might oh, probably will cut me a break and, <laughs> and like my, basically my illegitimate brother. So I figure <laughs> I'll be good, but you know, I just figured this was probably the best way just to get started. Yeah. Um, and honest, I, I don't think there's not a right or wrong. And I know for me, like I wanted to at least make sure that I had a, a, a business and I like for me, the LLC felt number one, overwhelming. And it also felt very permanent. And mm -hmm. looking back on it, I like, if I know what I, if I knew what I know now, I should have just like told myself like, this is going to work, Aubrey, like just do it. But mm -hmm. it also, because I wanted to hire somebody to do it for me so that it could be done right. I wanted to yeah. get some profit in my business first. So that's why um, that's what I was thinking too, is just like trying to get started. Um, okay. So let's go to, it was just so you know, I don't know, if, like, I feel like I'm taking up so much time no, so like, business.nj.gov or something. And then it says like, 
you know, sole proprietorship, like plan and start your business. Then it takes you to the steps of like filling out your name and things like that. But then once I got to the section where it's like, you know, I signed in guest account, do you plan on being home-based? I put yes. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a plan. So then it's like plan your business, write your business plan, decide if you want to be a reseller, determine your NAICS code required. And I'm like, what, what is, what is all this? The business plan stuff, like, is that something that you have to fill out or is those just kind of like, they're kind of giving you, it gives you like, it's his plan and then one. And then it says like next to write your business plan. It says not started, but it does say like your NAICS code that is required. So I'm assuming that the other things might not be required, but I didn't even know what an NAISD code. Yep. We just had that, um, Alexis, um, I wonder if she's all, I forget where she is located, but I have that. Um, let me pop that in the chat for you so you can grab that. That is this probably this code right here is the, like, it's the best overarching code to kind of explain what it is that you do. Okay. Um, okay. So that is the code that I would use. Um, and if you look on that, like it, it falls under like a lot of different things. So you can see like it, a lot of the stuff that you're going to do, such as personnel, marketing, management, all that stuff. So that would be what I would do. So so the people that you talked to, they said to go use this website. Yeah. Like I called the county clerk's office today and they said to go to this website. The only other things that I see that are required that, you know, that you made me aware of in the first module were the EN EIN number from the IRS. And then it says register for state taxes and employer purposes. That's the other thing that's required. So I I obviously haven't gotten that far yet because I just started to look at it tonight before I got on the call. And then I was like seeing all these things and I'm like, Ooh, so I guess that clears that up. And I guess my other question, it might seem like a silly one, but like, do you recommend that we like get all of this situated first before moving into like the next module which is like or just to keep going I would just I I would keep going I mean I I wouldn't I wouldn't put this off but it's not Mm -hmm. you can't move forward um if you have time to go through the course content yeah while you're getting this set up I think that that's probably the best use of your time um and honestly too like I I, I, I was in the process of getting all this set up because some of it does take time to like get, get it filed, go to the, I had, like I said, I had to go to the County building. I had to sign paper and then get my business bank account. I wanted to start putting it out there that this is something that I was doing because I didn't, I didn't know how long it would take me to get my first client. So I just posted on my personal Facebook page, like, Hey, I'm starting this business and this is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. I had my first, cl- like I had somebody who reached out and they wanted to hire me you can, you can still work with people, even if this is still in the process, it doesn't mean that it can't be, but I think some people will like put it off. Like, Oh, I'm going to open that business bank account. You know, when I get a client or whatever, it it's still an important part of the process, but you can be doing the other things to get your business going while that, while you're doing this as well. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Any other questions? Um, not at this time. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) All right, um, Megan, we will come back to you for your question. I don't know if you're still there, Megan, but I saw that in the chat that you said you had another question. Yes, I'm here. Okay, perfect. Getting kids ready for bed. Um, <laughs> yes, story of my life. Yeah. So my question is, I have narrowed it down to 
offering social media management and or like TPT st store management type stuff. And I want to do both, but I don't want to overload myself. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> I know you understand. Anyway, but I don't want to overload myself at the same time, especially right now. I'm still teaching full time. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think I could do both right now or maybe just kind of do one for the moment and kind of feel it out? Honestly, when I started, I kind of had like three like main things that I did. So I would, I, my one thing was just like virtual assistant. So anything like kind of that overload of tasks or projects that people needed, like it could be a variety of things. I was like, you know, and I kind of, I, I kept like a, here are things that I feel comfortable doing that range of things. And then I had social media packages and then I had, and I say this with like air quotes, yeah. graphic design, <laughs> because I was not a graphic designer by any means. I, I mean, I, I have hired people to do graphic design for me because I'm not skilled in it, but I knew like I could probably throw together like some posts or some graphics that people need or put together a PDF or something like that. So I had kind of like those three main things. And then once I started working with clients, some clients would, you know, book 10 hours of virtual assistant. Some clients would book a social media package. Once I got working with people, I started to get a feel for, okay, like, what is it out of these things? What is it that I actually enjoy, enjoy doing? Because it, as you get going, like your first couple of clients, it won't be overwhelming. But as you start working with more clients, it will start to feel a little overwhelming if you're doing a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So that's where you can kind of start to move to, okay, what is it that I enjoy doing? Where, where do I feel like I have strengths? Where do I want to kind of focus in on? And then I can become known for what the, I do. And it's easier for people to refer me because they're going to be like, oh, Megan's, Megan's the person that handles social media. Like she's a rock star at that. Or, you know, Rachel's the person that you got to get a hold of if you want your podcast managed. Like it's easier for people to refer you when they know what you do. But sometimes when you're first getting started, you're like, well, I don't know what it is that I might enjoy doing. And, and honestly, as you get going and as you get into this space, you realize like there's probably way more things that you can offer and do than you even ever realize. Like I never, it, it just didn't cross my mind that people were paying other people to write blog posts for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love writing. Like I would love to write blog posts for people. And so that's what I ended up deciding to do because I loved it, but I, I didn't even think of that as a service to offer in the beginning because I, in my mind, for some reason, I was like, nobody's going to nobody's going to pay me to do that. That that makes sense. So that that's kind of what I was thinking. I will read it to you, to you in just a minute. But um, I, I was kind of, you know, wanting to do both because I am interested in both. But at the same time, I didn't want to like stick myself to one thing. And then I like don't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I kind of wanted to try out more than one thing. So if you were listening to what Rachel was talking about, so she was saying like, I, I kind of have two portfolios. One portfolio is focused on podcast management and one portfolio is focused on social media. And depending on what the client needs, I can send the appropriate portfolio to them. And that way they get the information that they need. And of course you can always have converse, like as you start working with people, like if you're doing something for them TPT wise, and then you're like, hey, did you know that I also do social media? Like I, you know, I love working with you as a client. If you ever need help with your social media, like I would love to send you my packages for that. So it could be something that you're constantly, you know, sharing with your clients that you're working with if they hire you for one thing to let them know, hey, I also do this. And then you can send them that. I think that's probably the easiest way to do it because it can feel overwhelming for a client if they 
open up a, a portfolio and there's like a lot of stuff to choose from, they might be like, there's so much to choose from. I don't know what to choose. So that's why having the conversation with them before you send that portfolio and just kind of saying like, what is it that you're looking to outsource? Can you tell me a little bit um, about your needs? And then that way you can send them the appropriate thing that they need. And then, like I said, again, you can always have that conversation of, well, I also, I just want to let you know, like, this is something that I do offer as well. If you ever want to talk about that, I'd be happy to send you over my rates. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Melissa wants to know what type of things do you do as a social media manager? Um, so that's definitely a very broad term, Melissa. It can mean a lot of different things, but basically you are you are managing somebody's social media account or accounts. So we have, I've, I've had students who will manage, like they'll focus on one platform. So they only manage accounts on Instagram. And that could mean that they're just posting content on the client's behalf. That could also mean that they're coming up with the strategy. So they're helping the client to decide Here's what we should be posting. Here's what we should be talking about. Here's what you should um, be making video content about. Um, so that's one piece of it. And then it also can go to um, creating the graphics for the social media. It could go to writing the captions. It could go to you know responding to comments and engagement and doing um, responding to DMs for people. So it's it can be very broad or it can be super narrow. Um, so I have a prior student of mine who. She technically falls under that social media manager category, but she only focuses on TikTok. So she doesn't do like, she's not like, oh, I'll also do your Instagram. She only handles um, clients who want support in TikTok and her packages. Um, she helps people come up with captions. She helps people come up with video ideas. Um, she can even, she has a package where you, the client will shoot all the content and she takes it and she edits it for them and she writes captions for them and puts the text on the screen. Um, so it can be, it can be very broad or it can be super specific. Um, and it's, it's definitely a very, I, I would say that's one of the more common things I see people outsourcing because business owners know they need to be on social media. And a lot of them either don't have the time to commit to it, to do it, or it's one of those things where they're like, yeah, I, you know, I am going to push out content on my Instagram, but it's one of those things that always like falls to the bottom of my to-do list, or they just have no idea what it, you know, like, especially when it comes to TikTok, there's a lot of people who are new on that platform and they're like, I don't even know what I should do on this platform. So they'll hire people who that is what they, um, that's what they offer. That's what they specialize in to kind of take that over for them. So um, definitely can be a, a very, that's one of those more as you get into it. And as you start working with clients, that can definitely be one of more of those higher um, packages, especially because you can decide how involved in a client's social media do you want to be? Do you want to handle multiple platforms? So do you want to handle posting on Instagram and, you know, like repurposing that content onto other platforms? Do you want to just focus on one platform? What do you want to all, you know, provide for your clients? Do you, you might be someone who's like, yeah, I love to um, create the graphics and I'll post for the client, but I don't really want to write the captions. Um, so that, you know, depending on what you want to include in that can kind of help you to decide what that package should be. So, all right. Well, that, I, I think we got through everybody tonight. Um, we got through all those questions. Thank you all for showing up before we kind of wrap things up. Does anybody have any other lingering questions, anything else they want to ask um, on tonight's call? Okay, I'll take your silence. 
Thank you. Oh, okay. Do you, do you have a question or you're just saying thank you? No, just saying thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, you're fine. Okay. So just to, as, as we start to wrap things up, I'll just kind of go through some housekeeping stuff. So of course, like I mentioned too, feel free to use the Facebook group as much as you need to. When questions arise, if there's something you're wondering about, don't be afraid to post it in the group. Like I said, either somebody else is wondering that or in the future when new people come into the group, they'll be searching the group as well. Um, also, that's something that you can do too. I will just show that here. I'm sure everybody knows this, but just if you don't know this as well. So um, right, this is our Facebook group here that hopefully everybody is a member of. If, you, if you're not a member, please um, request to join this group or send us an email and we'll get you the link that you need to get inside. Um, but use this, um, use this search button here. So it's up at the top here. Use this search and anything that you're wondering, like maybe you wanna know about portfolios or maybe you have a question about contracts. Use this search and type in a keyword and see if something else pops up, see if somebody else asked that question, or even if it was like an older question, um, and maybe somebody answered it, but like you want clarification on it, comment on that post, tag either me or Chelsea in there, and we can bring that thread back up to the top. But don't be afraid to use our Facebook group. Um, that's what it's there for. So post your questions in there. Um, and then we have, I guess I could um, show you this as well, too. Let me go back to sharing the screen just real quick. Um, so in our Facebook group here, we have all of our upcoming events so that you'll see that as well. So this is our call that we're on right now. Um, our next call is, um, in February. So this is our last call for January. Our next call is February 7th. Um, that's, these times are off. I'll, I'll check with Chelsea on that because our next call is not at 7 a.m. Um, but also, like I said to our, um, our emails go out at the, the morning of the call. So if you ever forget or you're like, oh, when is that call? Check your email. If you're not getting emails from us, please just let us know um, and we'll get you all added back in. But again, if you've unsubscribed from us, that's probably a reason why you're not getting those emails because that's um, email marketing rule like 101. When people unsubscribe, you're not going to send them emails. Um, so we like actually can't unless we get you added back in there as well. So um, that's all my housekeeping stuff that I have for you. Uh, thank you all for coming on tonight. This is such a great group. I loved um, all the new faces that I got to see and keep showing up. Um, keep, keep active in this group. Lean on us as, as you're going through this, as you need help and need support. We want to be able to support you. But the only way that we can support you is if we know um, either that you're struggling, you're stuck on something, you need you need help. So reach out in the Facebook group or come to these calls so that we can help you and support you along the way. Take advantage of that while you're in this group. Um, you know, this is part of that, uh, you know, whatever you decided, whichever payment you decided to do, this is a part of that. So definitely make sure that you are showing up so that you can get your money's worth out of that um, and that you feel like you have a place to be supported as well. So We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up for tonight. Thank you all for jumping on. Um, as always, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Um, be there to support you and help you along the way. And um, I appreciate you all so much. So I'll talk to you. Um, I'll talk to you all soon. 
Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.